You're listening to a People of Note podcast, as heard on Classic 1027. Good evening and welcome to People of Note on Classic 1027. I'm Richard Koch, and every Sunday at this time, 6 to 8, we talk to someone who is a person of note and listen to music of their choice. My guest tonight is Ken Hawksworth, and first of all, a very good evening to you and welcome to the program. Thank you. Good evening. It's great to have you on the program. And Ken is, are you the head? Well, maybe you should tell us what you are. (laughs) Well, I, I happen to be chairman of the Institute of Inventors and Innovators based here in Johannesburg. Um, By default, I think I got there. (laughs) Um, But it's an institute with a very long history, back into the 70s. And it's always been a home for inventors and innovators to come when they're novices, you know, and to find out how to proceed with maybe an idea they've got or an invention they've created. Are we quite inventive as a nation? We are. Um, the, the, we're not the world leader, of course, and I'm sorry to say we're declining. Um, but it's interesting that we have a change in the type of people that are inventing. We notice nowadays that the number of inquiries we get um, aren't all from what we might have considered white people, European people. It's across the board, and there's a lot more young African kids and youngsters coming along with ideas, really interesting ideas. Like what? Uh, well, there, of course, confidentiality comes in. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to be honest, um, they're very, completely different ideas. A lot of apps, I suppose that's the modern world, they're coming along with ideas about how to create an app, some app they've created for... You, you, no end of things. A lot of them, unfortunately, are for things like controlling traffic lights and traffic, for example, or uh, a way of helping the government provide a better service in some areas. But let's think about also uh, water transportation, for example. Um, things that people in rural areas need, because uh, they're often people who have the most mundane lives getting firewood or water and help with those things could be very important. And Mm. I'm sure you've had some inventions along those lines. Well, South Africa has a few. Um, uh, There's a borehole pump driven by a roundabout that the kids play on. That's quite a well-known one. And a water barrel which can roll along the ground. I've seen that too. Yes, indeed. And that's now some years ago that that was invented. Uh, and, and because people are poor in those areas, they can't afford to buy such a thing. And for that type of service, the, the supplier needs sponsorship, uh, um, which in most cases comes from overseas. But there must be finance for such things, sort of venture capital that will be put into things like wind-up radios. I remember that was a big thing at one yes, time too. yeah, another South African invention. Yeah. The, the the capitalists, of course, want to invest in something that's already a success. And bridging that gap from invention to an actual commercial enterprise is extremely difficult. Well, we'll talk about that as the program goes on. But here comes your first piece of music, which is Robbie Williams singing Angels. That was Angels by Robbie Williams. And it's the choice of Ken Hawksworth, who's my guest on People of Note 
who is an inventor himself, I guess, are you, Ken? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, we'll hear about that as well. <laughs> but really, your job now is to encourage inventions and innovations and the people who come up with them. How, how do you do that? I mean, if someone has an idea, what do they do? Well, the first thing they do is, is probably stop in their tracks and say, what do I do next? Because that's what happened to me. Um, I'm, I was a total novice when I first found out about the Institute, run in those days by a gentleman called Don Pilkington, who was extremely well known. He passed away uh, in the beginning of the century. And he left us with no institute because he was really a one-man band. So a, another inventor and myself, we decided we'll keep the institute going. And slowly we've grown it back to a working institute. And those youngsters or maybe older people often uh, who've come up with an idea now are in the dark. They don't know where to turn. And hopefully they find the institute and those that do then come along and inquire from us how to proceed with their idea. Yeah, because I guess uh, it could be anyone coming up with an idea. Um, someone who wants to do something and can't f think immediately how to do it may come up with a plan. We have a fantastic saying in South Africa, Boer mark a plan. And, uh, you know, you, you find a way of doing something. Uh, and... Maybe it works, and it's like a bit like using an old motor car engine as a water pump, for example. And I know that uh, there are certain types of car that are very popular with farmers because once the car is finished, you can still use the engine for a water <laughs> pump. And there, there are lots of things like that, I'm sure, uh, that have just happened. And then people say, oh, what a brilliant idea. Why don't I do that? Uh, but, of course, there's copyright in all these things too or what was intellectual property mm, intellectual property yes so you've got to deal with that as well is that what your institute of inventors and innovators does it helps people indeed we do indeed we, we're a home for inventors they come along and they're not going to get ripped off by the institute we're very inexpensive um, our services we do charge for but compared with going to a, a lawyer immediately a patent lawyer um, a visit to the Institute will set you on the right path and save a lot of money. Inventors don't know how to proceed and they get caught and I'm not saying by unscrupulous people, but they simply go down the wrong roads and they have to turn around and go back and it can be quite costly. Yes, the intellectual property has to be protected if the invention is new and novel. Um, it may have already been invented elsewhere and that's a question of searching then to look for something similar that might, in fact, make it impossible to patent, for example, this new idea. It can be protected by patents or, um, as you mentioned, copyrights in some cases. And also, of course, um, design protection, design registration. So there's more than one way to protect an idea. But that's jumping ahead. You know, when the, when the inventor first has the idea, He's probably thinking, can I make money out of this <laughs> and how? Well, I, uh, I wonder, actually, because sometimes I think inventors come up with things to solve a problem for themselves. And it may only be later that they say, wow, this is quite a good idea. Maybe mm. I should do something with it. Mm, they do. Yeah. I uh, think of something simple like a, a clothes peg, for example. 
I mean, they're, they're funny everyday things, clothes pegs, paper clips, staples, zips, that someone came up with at some stage. I can give you an interesting example. The hair clip, you know, the little bent wire hair clip that ladies use, was invented, obviously, and patented, and made a lot of money for the inventor. Now, you can't reinvent something and repatent it. However, another bright guy came along and put the wiggle into it. A completely new idea, and that can be patented on its own. And he made a lot of money as well. So that just goes to show the process of inventing and, and improving on what we have now with something better. And that's a lot of what inventing is. So let's listen to your next piece of music, and then you can take us through this process of, say, someone comes up with a good idea. So your next choice of music is Elton John. This is a song called Daniel. That was the song Daniel uh, with Elton John performing. And it's the choice of Ken Hawksworth, who is the chairman or what are you, chairman, chairman. of the Invent Institute of Inventors and Innovators. And my question to you now is, okay, I'm coming up with an idea. What do I do next? I, I might say, okay, I've got this fantastic idea which works for me. What do I do? And, of course, you're talking about hopefully commercialization. Well, or just a nice idea. A nice idea? Well, yeah. <laughs> So, but you think that it may work, but someone else may already have done something like that. Yes. Um, th that's a difficult um, phase because now this new inventor, this novel inventor, probably has no idea how to find out if it's been done before. So how do you help them? We help them by guiding them. We don't do anything for them directly, but we can put them in touch with people who can. Uh, but our job is to guide them and make sure they don't fall into too many traps and potholes along the way. Um, if they find out about the Institute and their idea they feel is worth developing, the first thing they will probably do directly is to make an appointment with us for our Pitch It to the Panel service, where we have a panel of experts, engineers, marketing people, patent attorney, those sort of skills. There's about seven or eight people on the panel, depending um, how they're available because they all give up their time for free. And on a Saturday, we'll run one-hour sessions for inventors. So we might do five, six, seven during a Saturday. So do people come along with their idea and just show the panel? And they say, go away or don't go away. <laughs> That's about it, yeah. <laughs> what they do, they can come along with an idea. They can come along with a prototype, a working model, proof of concept, all sorts of things. And the panel will use their judgment to guide them as to whether they should proceed. We will help them find if there's been the same idea previously. Uh, our patent attorney will look at it and say, I think I, I, you know, I can find something similar, but not exactly the same. It's that kind of level of, of feedback. The marketing people, the engineers will look at the practicality and the ability to get it out and commercialize it. And for an hour's service, you know, we can put that inventor on the right, on the right track. And how often do you do these, put it to the panels? On demand, but probably we run five or six a year. 
in the old days. Today we have to run them virtually, and we do them via Zoom now. Our team doesn't actually get together anymore, um, but we get to excuse me get together virtually by Zoom. We invite each candidate in. And by the way, these these uh, sessions are totally, totally secure. There's confidentiality agreements signed. None of the team would dare to breathe a word outside the meeting because it's very important that ideas, when they're new and novel, the inventor must never tell anybody without confidentiality. And in your time as chairman, have you seen some quite good inventions which have gone somewhere? We have. Um, I can't say that I can name any. Um, again, confident, confidentiality. Yes. Um, but I've seen some very good ideas. Um, I'm just trying to think of ones that have come out of South Africa. We talked about the wind-up radio, those barrels of uh, a water which can roll along. Mm-hmm. Creepy Crawly is a South African mm-hmm. invention, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dolos. Yes, um, that, which that was never protected. What? Never patented. No. Nope. It was some railway engineer, I think, wasn't it? Or I think somebody. it was, yeah. yes. And, and that's another f- uh, feature of invention. One can openly innovate and not protect the idea and make it available to everyone. And that is an amazing thing because you see them all over the world now. Mm. But, uh, for the listeners who don't know what a dolos is, it's those interlocking blocks that are used to make breakwaters. Um, and they're incredible. Because mm. they really work. But think what would have happened had that inventor managed to protect that idea. He would be a very rich man today. Yeah. So we tend at the Institute to guide people along the route of protecting their idea. We, pre- we prefer that route. But there are ideas which one man cannot alone cannot develop and needs the input of others. And then we can be looking at open innovation where he... And then there's two or three different ways of doing that even. But that's where other people can join with their ideas to build the whole picture for a new thing, whatever it might be. Well, here comes your next choice of music, which is Sweet Baby Jane. That was Sweet Baby James, featuring James Taylor, the choice of Ken Hawksworth, my guest in People of Note. Ken, are you yourself an inventor because somehow you must have got involved in this whole thing why why did you get involved in it yes mm, by mistake i think <laughs> uh yes i came up with a couple of ideas hadn't got a clue what to do uh, and that's why i feel so much for the novice inventor because i've been there i've walked that path i went i don't know how i find out about the institute now but i went to see don pilkington in those days. It was about 1999, 98. And I thought, what is this going to be like? You know, this is something very new to me. Don was a grand guy, um, really open and, and communicative and welcoming. And everybody that gets involved with the Institute now, just as then, would have felt very at home. We had regular meetings every month. Don would talk to us about what was new. And um, I, I think one began to learn then. He used to even run training classes so we could learn um, how to invent or how to protect an invention and what have you. Um, and he gave feedback. 
on whether the idea was good or not. So my path began with the Institute just like any other novice inventor. Um, eventually I patented a couple of things um, and so it developed. And then when Don eventually passed away in the early 2000s, myself and another uh, member of the team in those days decided we would keep the Institute going. So we took over from Don and we've grown it since then to what it is today. In a moment, we're going to look at inventions through the ages because there must have been times in history when inventions were rampant, as it were. And I'm thinking industrial revolution, medicine. I'm sure there are inventions which go on all the time. Now with uh, what we call the fourth industrial revolution, uh, there must be lots of inventions coming up now. But let's listen to your next choice of music, which is called In the Arms of the Angels. That was In the Arms of the Angels, Sarah McLachlan performing. Ken Hawksworth is my guest in People of Note. That's the program you're listening to on Classic 1027. He's the chairman of the Institute of Inventors and Innovators. So, Ken, let's just look at times in history when man has made great progress all of a sudden. And I mentioned the Industrial Revolution. Um, when we talk of the the fourth Industrial Revolution, what are the other three as a matter of interest? Do you know? <laughs> Um, that's a now you've got caught me off guard. <laughs> well, the first yeah. one we all know. Um, mm, the, what would be the second? I actually can't answer the question. But we do know what the fourth is. We do, <laughs> and, and and the third was certainly the the advent of electronics. Yeah, um, and and the fourth is now the way things are obviously linked, being yes. linked together, and artificial intelligence yeah. is coming in. But those must have been times of great invention and and people coming up with ideas of how to do things. Um, and the Industrial Revolution was obviously an, a good example of that, where people were coming up with steam engines and uh, machinery to do jobs that man couldn't do quite as efficiently. Um, and, and it must have been an inventor's paradise, I should think. I, I think it was. I, it was a free-for-all, yeah. really. And and it was at a pace. One can imagine in those days things were moving so quickly as the world opened up. And, and uh, you know, the, the, the nations who had the skills to build those sort of machines began to dominate the, the financial activity, the commercial activity across the world. And that still persists to today. Some of those old companies have survived, some haven't. Um, but that was a, a father definitely of invention in those days. And there must have been people like um, Edison, for example, who, who just kept coming up with new ideas of how to do <laughs> things. What an incredible brain he must have had. And he was always thinking of something new. He, he must have been a fantastic person to yeah. know. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sure he would have been a very difficult person as well. Um, you know, he, he used to throw all his failures on a junk heap outside his offices or outside his workshop. Uh, and, and he'd often go back and raid it for his new ideas. <laughs> so do you think he just kept trying things until he came up with something? I think he did. And are there people like that today? Mm. Well, I guess in the electronics world there must be. 
they just try things until something works. It, there's a lot of reiteration of an idea before you get to the final idea that will work. Believe me, a lot. You, you might go through many failures until you get the success. It, it, it's just the name of the game. Yeah. And I suppose inventing is a sort of state of mind. And your next choice is New York state of mind. That was Billy Joel and New York State of Mind. We're talking about inventions and innovators. How do people get hold of you? Let's, let's put it down so that people can know what to do, and we'll give it again later in the program. What, what do they do? Who do they contact? Okay, well, the, the, nowadays the primary contact is the website, which is www.iii.org. Za. Okay, and III is Institute of Inventors and Innovators. That's correct. So www.iii.org.za. If you've got an invention and you want to do something with it, or you think you may be able to do something with it, then go to that website and follow the prompts, and you will be able to maybe present your invention to a group of people who are experts and will... Uh, value, value. Uh, what's the word? Evaluated for you? Yes. Yes, and give That's, feedback. And give feedback. The, uh, the feedback's really wonderful. Yeah. Because they'll take the idea as well and say, "Well, have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? What about this? Why don't you do the other?" So it's not just a question of sharing the idea and, and then leaving the room. It's a real generation of, of fresh ideas session. People really get value for money out of it. And as I say, it doesn't have to be deeply intellectual people who do this. It's just someone who hits on a good idea. Um, yeah, I, I'm thinking going back to farmers who are sort of isolated and then have to come up with something to solve a problem. Um, <laughs> You think about all the farms you, you go past where there's a water trough, which is an old bath or something, and you think someone must come up with a better idea than that. Um, <laughs> and they're worldwide, aren't they? They are. Mm. Yeah. Wherever you go, old cast iron baths you yes. see in fields. <laughs> yeah. But there must be a better way. Cause, um, so uh, www.iii.org.za is uh, where you can go. And say someone does come up with a really good invention, um, then the next step is to patent it. Do, do we have a, a patent office in South Africa? Mm -hmm. Yes, in Pretoria. Um, the, the Department of in Trade and Industry um, runs, Run it. runs the patent yeah. office. Um, physically, it's in Pretoria. And in the old days, I guess we all used to trot off, trot off to Pretoria and deal with them directly but nowadays there's lots of it's done online um, but let's just talk about the steps in, in taking that route um, on the assumption that the patent is possible because the idea is new and novel and that's very key Yes. Um, one can then go and register a provisional patent which is a one year protection yeah, you used to see on the thing, patent pending. Patent pending, same thing. 
we call it provisional patent. Overseas patent pending is the, the reference they will use. And that's an opportunity, assuming now we're at the stage where the idea is Can possibly yeah. a, a commercial venture where you'd want to protect it. So for one year, one can protect the idea. And so long as you've got that protection, you can then start to talk to people about it. And I stress this is important, this privacy of the information. One shouldn't even talk to the, the, the family because ideas can get broadcast and then you've lost your rights to it. But sealing a a provisional patent on it will protect your rights. So that can be done in, in the Pretoria at the office. It can be done directly or it can be done through a patent attorney. And that's first step in the process. That will last for a year, after which you've got to decide, am I going to really now go for a full patent, a final official patent, or do I let this one year lapse and I lose my rights to the idea? And if that does happen, can someone else take that idea and develop it? They can indeed. And uh, they do. But the, one must remember that they would have to now patent it themselves. And who knows, there's another guy next door who might be going to patent it as well. So it becomes a bit of a yeah, and then they system. And they can make uh, adjustments so that it looks like their own invention. Ah, well, that could very well be a new idea. Okay. So now we're just looking at continuous improvement. And if, if an improvement is made over the original idea, it could leapfrog the first idea and actually become more effective and more popular. And I'm sure that happens. It does. Yeah. It does. Your next choice is the Beatles. They were a great invention, too. <laughs> and this song is called Yesterday. That was the famous song by the Beatles called Yesterday. And I guess if uh, in South Africa, in Greece, the, the saying would have been Eureka. But in South Africa, if you come across a good invention, you might say Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it's the South African equivalent, I think, of Eureka. Well, at the Institute, we use the word Eureka quite a lot. Oh, do you? Because it's, uh, it's the name of our newsletter that goes yeah. out to members. And it's also the name we use for our regular me monthly meetings. We call them Eureka Meets. Okay, tell us about those. Is that where people with ideas come together? They do. Um, a monthly meeting has been sort of a steadfast opportunity to network with other inventors. And it's all part of welcoming, welcoming the new inventor into the family, if you like. Um, so we usually organize a speaker with some useful topic, get together once a month, and that's a free, open, public meeting. So not only members, but the public can come to those meetings. Regrettably, because of COVID at the moment, we're not running them. Um, we are trying, we, we, we do have some virtual meetings going on, and we're trying to grow that with new ideas as well. So it is possible by going to the website and looking what's happening, it is possible to go to a meeting without physically leaving home now. But you see, and I think that um, lockdown itself has probably caused a few people to come up with new ideas of how to do. Th I'm sure it has. I, I, I mean, guess I, so. Yeah. Um, because all of a sudden, um, meetings online have taken off mm. big time. Mm. And, and people have had to learn how to cope with 
you know, having instead of having two people in a meeting, having 20 people or 100 people or whatever it is. So people like Zoom and uh, I don't know what all the different Microsoft teams, Microsoft teams have had to develop them on the run, as it were. Mm. I'm sure this has been a spur to all of that. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. And, and I think there's been some challenges which they've hopefully dealt with. I think these meetings are really quite capable of, of being very effective. So do you think, for example, that this uh, lockdown period may even lead to a new way f for people to work in the future? I'm sure it is. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. But I wouldn't like to predict the future on it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> perhaps the next song uh, we were talking about farmers and uh, so on is... Thank God I'm a country boy. This is John Denver. <laughs> that was John Denver with Thank God I'm a Country Boy, the choice of Ken Hawksworth, who's my guest in People of Note. Tell me, what, what do you think was, if there is one great invention, would it, I mean, something as basic as the wheel. I mean, that must have been an amazing invention. Which, which didn't come to parts of the world for a long time. Mm. Yes, indeed. Uh, it, <laughs> it, it's inventions like that that, of course, in the old days just spread through natural progression. There was no method of recording it. There was no method of, of, of publicly announcing it. Uh, the world's changed completely, and it's changing still. So something like the wheel, um, I wish I could think of something yeah. that, that And I'm that thinking also it. of um, when they had to build enormous things like the pyramids, for example. Someone had to invent means of doing that. So there were some smart people around in Egypt in those times. I think, yeah. I mean, and another probably very well-known and common clever invention is is the lever the way to lift heavy objects uh, something that mankind developed thousands of years ago and we use it every day and it's just there for us to now yeah. benefit from and someone like uh, Leonardo da Vinci was a great inventor also although I mean he couldn't put them all into action but he had the ideas for sure he conceptualized yeah. them Definitely. Even though he couldn't actually, they couldn't be made in those days, I guess, things like helicopters. And, um, and I'm right. thinking yeah. also in, in uh, musical terms, uh, Joseph Haydn, for example, wrote music for a trumpet that almost couldn't be played in his day. But he was looking ahead to the days when they could have instruments with valves and so on, because that, that was a, a great leap forward in musical terms, where instead of just having a pipe with holes in, you actually had valves which could add lengths of pipe to oh, things. Yeah. Okay. So in musical yes, terms, yes. that was a, a great leap forward. Today, I suppose it would be the electronic keyboards and, Absolutely. and synthesizers and that sort of equipment that would yeah. be novel. Yeah, and they were all used by Queen, for example, uh, <laughs> guitars and synthesizers. And this is a famous song called We Are the Champions. We Are the Champions, as performed by Queen. And I'm sure that's one of Matuba Tubba's favorite songs. 
because he's a champion also. He's our sound engineer. And uh, as you know, all these things, when you look around a studio such as we're in now, what a lot of inventions are in here. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, it's amazing. And someone has come up with them all. I mean, it could be something as simple as a little clip on a microphone. But I, there's a lot of, look at levers, springs, clips, screws, nuts. Someone came up with them at some stage. It's an inventive world. It certainly is. And were you always interested in inventions? What, what sort of got you started? I'm one of those people who thinks there's always a better way to do something. And, and that's what invention really is. So one looks at everyday things and say, say, says to oneself, there must be a better way to do this. Can I devise a better way? And we just do that naturally, I think, without even thinking about it. But every now and then one ha actually thinks that maybe a problem has been solved that other people would benefit from. And that's when an inventor can commercialize their idea. Um, which is a little different to the sort of everyday um, finding a better way to do the task that one does naturally, yeah. from shaving to <laughs> cutting hair. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, uh, everything you use, actually, someone has had to come up with it. Well, you know, cutting hair, a pair of scissors, the razor blade, the shaving brush, soap. I mean, who would think of mixing sheep's fat with carbolic or whatever it Cossack is that soda. made soap. I mean, mm. it's ridiculous, really, when you think of it. Isn't it? Yeah. One assumes it was an accidental discovery. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm sure there are many of those. Um, cooking, you know, or, and all the things that go with cooking. I mean, there's just millions of inventions everywhere. Yeah. And in fact, man has been an incredibly inventive being and still is. It's why we are where we are today. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd be living an animal sort of life. Yeah. And let's just talk about that because some nations, perhaps because they've got more people than others, have been more inventive. Um, at one time, uh, the United Kingdom or Britain must have been a very inventive nation if you think of the Industrial Revolution, but that's long past. Although the British, I think, still have good ideas uh, as a nation, I'm thinking now. Hmm. And yeah. d are there nations which are more inventive than others? There must be. The Chinese and the Taiwanese are very well known. Uh, the Chinese for not wanting to patent things, but rather steal ideas. Uh, and, but and they must have ideas of their own. Too. Uh, oh, indeed. Yeah. Oh. Indeed, yes. Uh, but they didn't develop the patent system the way that, the, let's say, the Americans did, where it really took off. Um, the Taiwanese, however, have a different idea, and it's worth mentioning. In, in most of the commercial world, if one patents something, you may be challenged by a competitor, and you may be forced to protect your idea against their, their attack on it, copying it, which is a question of going to court, and it becomes extremely expensive, extremely expensive. In fact, Generally, inventors' rules say if you need to defend it, you've got to have a very, very deep pocket, and it probably isn't worth it. Taiwanese have a different approach. 
the government says, we give you lettuce patent for your idea and we will treat it as our responsibility to protect it for you. So they are the only country in the world, as far as I know, that will support their inventors in court, financially. I wish the rest of the world could do that. So the invention sort of becomes uh, the property of the state, in a way. In a way. Uh, well, the, the, they, because they grant the patent, individual governments grant the patent in individual countries, and one has to patent in every country. There's no one worldwide patent. Oh, that's interesting. And expensive. But once one's done that, you're still left to yourself to, to support it. Yeah. So if, if, it, if someone challenges it, you've got to dig into your own pocket. Taiwan is different. Interesting. And uh, I suppose this is one of the arguments uh, that America has with China at the moment, that, that they, they pinch their patents, the Chinese, because maybe they just have a, a slightly different attitude towards the copyright of patent. Must be that. Yeah, and I think the Chinese are now beginning to change. There's a lot of evidence that they are going down the, the patent route themselves uh, with much more sincerity rather than lip service. So is there no worldwide patent? No. You can't have a worldwide patent. It's per country. Per country. That's amazing. The, the, and, and a brief mention, perhaps, then, of the patenting systems. Yes. Because the the... When one patents in this country, one has opportunity to take advantage of a grouping of, of countries, um, which enables you to say, um, I want a patent in America, let's say, or the UK, or France, or China, Australia, all those sort of things. Now, a lot of these countries are members of what they call the Paris Treaty. Um, where the countries got together and they said, we're going to organize ourselves into a group, um, part of the World Intellectual Property Organization, where we can take an idea and we can run it through the patent offices of various countries, um, not the actual country, but through the system, if you like, and have the idea checked and verified. And you will get if you want to go that route and you want to sort of qualify for other countries then you can get a report back um, telling you no this isn't right this can't be accepted this isn't novel this bit of the patent is good this bit of the patent is bad if you like so before you go and spend a lot of money patenting in other countries one gets a feedback from the, the, the Paris uh, Treaty the, the PTC as we call it um, and then you know where you stand for international patenting. That process, I talked about provisional patenting or, or patent spending. Once that has been turned into a formal final patent, that's when it can be examined, and that's when you find out the details that might be applied for other countries. And I'll give you an example, if you like, for myself. Um, one of the things I painted, patented was a bend in a pipe, and it was a double bend in a pipe. Um, when that was presented to the American Patent Office, they came back and said it's not novel because it was patented in 18-something or other in America for a stovepipe chimney. Now, of course, it was a 
an application that made it separate from my idea because my idea was not for a stovepipe chimney. So the patent attorneys that we were using in America said, no, sorry, you can't get away with that. That's not applicable in this case because the application of this idea is quite different. And the patent office said, OK, we accept that it's novel. But that's the kind of historical um, records that have to be um, examined yeah. with a new idea to see if it is, in fact, viable as a new idea. Gosh. So your next choice is very appropriate because in order to do this, you have to be pretty desperate. And this is called Desperado, and it's the Eagles. That was the Eagles with Desperado, the choice of Ken Hawksworth, who's my guest on People of Note. He is the chairman of the Institute of Inventors and Innovators in South Africa. And we're talking about inventions, their copyright. And it's interesting that... Um, the copyright on inventions or the patent on inventions is per country because, for example, in literature and music and intellectual property like that, you have, I guess, the Berne Convention, which covers those um, disciplines so that you can't just uh, copy anything you want. And I'm really surprised that in uh, sort of more practical inventions, the, the same doesn't apply. I'm in extremely surprised. The Americans obviously think it does apply because <laughs> they want to control their inventions on, uh, particularly in electronics, I guess. And that's why there's industrial spying. Mm. And I suppose mm. people do pinch inventions too. They do. Yeah. They do. And, and frankly, the patent system is not a very good system. Yeah. Um, I've already mentioned a few of its yes. weaknesses, uh, and, and it, it, it's there's room to improve it for sure. It, yeah. It's an outdated system. Yeah. It doesn't fit the new world very well. Well, it's ridiculous that these things are brought up by inventors. They should get inventing for a better patent system. <laughs> we have lobbied governments, and other inventor organizations have lobbied governments, but, you know, we don't get heard. Um, and uh, I can't think why. I think governments are making money out of inventors with the patent system, and they're quite happy to let it continue. But a lot of the patents, of course, are not individual inventors like the people we represent at the Institute. They're commercial in inventions by big companies. That's where the majority of the work is. Now, this brings up another interesting subject, too. If, if you work for a, some big company and you come up with a good idea... Does that idea belong to the company or to you? <laughs> the famous please call me <laughs> case. <laughs> the, the, the answer is it depends. Yeah. If you are paid to invent for a company and you invent something, it may well be that your contract of employment means it's automatically the company's intellectual property. On the other hand, if your job is a floor cleaner and you come up with an idea, then the chances are that the company doesn't own that idea. Okay, I just want to pick up on something you said there. Are there companies which employ inventors? Oh, yes. Oh, indeed. Companies employ designers. Designers invent. Um, people on the shop floor invent. Any, any person in the company... That who can see a better way of doing something. Indeed. Yeah. And most of it is done just without any formality. Yeah, they just make an adjustment, make a new part. Yes. And That's, I guess lots of inventions have just gone by the wayside because 
they just happened. Yes, and they, you know, if if one tours a factory, for example, the obvious sort of place to to see invent inventiveness, um, people steal with their eyes, and and so you look around the factory, you see how something is done, you think、mm, that's a interesting thing. Let's see if we can adapt it to make it improve our production, in in the company that you may work for, you know. So there is a lot of non-recorded, non-official innovation. Process engineers, I'm sure, are looking for new ways to do things all yes. the time. Yes,、yeah. and a process can be patented. Yeah, it needn't be a machine or, or something like that that gets patented. A process is patentable. And then, of course, there's the other famous way of doing things, which is Coca-Cola's way: have a recipe for your product and never share the idea. Not recorded, not patented, never written down on paper for anyone else to see. And because it's secret, and remains secret, no one can quite get the flavour right. So, how do they move it from country to country? They produce in a few countries. They produce a concentrate, and then that concentrate is exported to other countries where it's simply produced and bottled. So the concentrate. It's really a secret. It's a secret. Yes, it <laughs> is. It is. Tubba Tubba and I must come up with some secret invention. I think we'll come. We'll find something. You know, there's so many different colas on the market. Nobody's quite got the flavour right, though,、yeah. have they? Yeah, and it's amazing. I mean, and therefore Coca-Cola sells because people want that flavour. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah,、uh, we've just done an advert for Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> so. Whoever had that invention must have been on top of the world, and that's your next choice: the famous carpenters. I'm talking to Ken Hawksworth, who is the chairman of the Institute of Inventors and Innovators. And for those of you who might be interested, their website is www.iii.org.za. So go along to the website. What will they find on the website? I mean, is there not just information about how to get hold of you? Is there information there for inventors? There's all sorts of information there,、um, but it, it, it's not a a place where you can go and and learn directly. We are a home for inventors, as I've said before. So they come along and they learn by experience with us and getting advice and guidance from us. But on the website, it, it, it's, it talks about our meetings every month. It talks about our pitch it to the panel um, service. Um, it talks about our um, um, fees. Your history, yeah. Yeah, the history is there. And the fees. Just let's talk about that because it's actually not very expensive. No, we we have a joining fee to be a member.、Um, Very small, three hundred and fifty rand a,、uh, a year was the original fee. Now it's for a lifetime membership, and if you're under twenty-five years old, you can become a member for free. And if you're over sixty-two years old, like I am, <laughs> you can become a member for free. So、um, where we try to focus is on providing a service, and maybe there we would charge people for the service once they're a member. And we survive on sponsorship. I, I really should mention that because、um, we don't make enough money out of the inventors. We offer our services very, very cheaply, and we do have expenses. We're a non-profit company, 
um, which means that anyone who sponsors us can can uh, claim their financial rewards from the taxman. But generally speaking, sponsorship is what we need. Um, and although I don't want to make a call for sponsorship, it's a fact of life. We have to survive, and we provide a very good service. Tell me about young inventors, because you say that obviously 25 to 62 is your age range where people have to have to pay, but presumably age is not uh, a barrier to invention, because there must be some wonderful young inventors. Yes, all age groups. People at school. Mm. Yeah. Yes, school, school children are very inventive. As someone has said, um, school children invent something every day in their play. That's what they're doing. They're innovating. They're being constructive. And, and some of them will take that through life and become inventive in life. You know, the one thing that I notice about inventors, it's well known, is that they become in love with their invention. And sometimes it's very difficult to pry them away from an idea and, and say to them, no, OK, that you've got a good idea. Stop developing it. Put it on the market. Oh, no, but I can make it better. You know, there's that sort of mentality. And it's whatever age group, it makes no difference. So really, you need to wean them off that first invention and get them onto something else. Just develop the idea so it's commercially yeah. viable. And I guess that there are people who who are inventive by nature. They They want to find new ways of doing things or new instruments for doing things. I was thinking while we're talking of uh, medicine, for example, there are incredible developments in medicine all the time. Um, better ways of doing things, keeping people healthy, uh, better systems for operating, all that sort of thing, mm. better medicines. Mm. So somebody is inventing these things like aspirin, for example, yep. or discovering them. I suppose it's a process of discovery and then development also. Patent medicines yeah. are just the word tells you yes it's a big patent area because it's an a, area where yeah. they can and make a very contentious one yeah well the patent gives one a 20-year protection of the idea after which of course anybody can then copy it legally no, originally you said one year one year for, for development a, for a provisional patent okay 20 years for a full patent and the drug companies of course rely on that they spend a lot of money developing a drug, then they want that 20-year period to be able to have the rights to only them to, to sell that product. Generics may come along, but they're not exactly the same as the original until the 20 years have exp expired, and then the original idea is no longer protected. It's a very interesting area. Um, and I'm sure uh, as lawyers get involved, there's also lots of money to be made protecting those patents. And that's where the lawyers make their money. It is extremely expensive. So it's not a good idea to, to develop a, a whatever thought you might have had if it's going to cost you a lot of money. And, and it's not a good idea to take someone on either. No. If they're prepared to defend their patent. You you will lose money in court, whichever, whether you're... <laughs> Whichever side of the... But the, the lawyers the are making you are. money, so... But yes, it is expensive, Richard. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've just, in the last year or so, um, developed a new product. And just to go and get the patent written 
and it's a very interesting document to read a patent and I would recommend inventors go read one or two and see how it is but it it costs several thousand rand 30 40,000 rand is not unknown and that's for an everyday thing yeah quite amazing well I guess in all of this uh, patents new inventions uh, wouldn't it be nice if we were all inventors? And that's the title of your next piece. Wouldn't it be nice? It's the Beach Boys. Wouldn't it be nice? That's the Beach Boys. And uh, that's the, the final choice of music of Ken Hawksworth. Uh, but wouldn't it be nice if we were all brilliant inventors? Because you would be kept busy with your, <laughs> your panel of people. And uh, I, I'm sure there are there must be thousands of inventions still coming. Uh, and if you are an inventor and you've got a good idea, then go to www.iii.org.za, the Institute of Inventors and Innovators, and talk to them because you never know. You might have a brilliant idea. And if you can develop it, you might even make some money out of it because we all need to make some money, especially after being locked down for a while. Uh, are things opening up in your field now? I, I think it's coming back, yes. Um, we, we saw, obviously, a, a decline during the lockdown. Um, it is coming back. Um, I can't predict the future. I would love it to come back much stronger than it has been. You know, South Africa needs innovation. Um, I have to say that we, as a, as a government, as a country, we don't support inventors uh, the, we talk about the the um, IDC industrial development corporation they at one time sponsored the Institute um, but they want big projects nobody's interested in the little inventor and venture capitalists also only want success stories unless it's a success Please, you know, go and borrow from your granny. Yeah, so it's not really venture at all. It's established. <laughs> it is indeed. Yeah. yeah, it is. Well, there you are. Um, we've been talking about the Institute of Inventors and Innovators. And if you have an idea, then take it to them. And I'm sure during lockdown, plenty of people had ideas because I noticed that our local hardware store was very busy during lockdown because people had time to do things at home and time to think and uh, time to uh, sort of recapture ideas and that's where to take them www.iii.org.za the Institute of Inventors and Innovators it just remains for me to say thank you to Ken Hawksworth for coming in thank you Ken thanks for the opportunity to make the Institute famous thank you and thanks to Matabataba Taba who's come back from a little time in the low felt, looking at his homeland and his cattle. Mavlast. <laughs> Mavlast, his homeland. There we go. So thank you to all of them, and thank you to you at home for listening and for coming up with some new inventions. Until next time, from all of us here at Classic 1027, we say a very good night. <laughs>